Today we're giving you more behavior management tips. Hey everyone, Kaylee and Lane here. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pre-K Teacher Family. This is a podcast for all things Pre-K Teacher, behavior management strategies, time-saving tips, advice from teachers, and high-quality resources. If you need it, we're talking about it. We'll be bringing you new episodes every Friday. Make sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Let's not waste any more of your time, teachers. Buckle up. This is going to be fun. Hey, Lane. Hey, Kaylee. Are you ready for this? I think so. Okay, good. Let's do it. All right. Okay, so we're back and we're going to continue with our list of behavior management strategies for you. We gave you three last week and now we're going to give you four more today. So, okay, Lane, what's number four? Okay, this is a good one. It's just whispering. Number four is whispering. So do you have trouble getting your kids' attention when they get too loud? If it gets too loud in your classroom, this strategy is one that will help you bring everything back down. When everything starts to get loud and amped up, my go-to response is that. I start whispering. Yes. Um, So how are you going to get all the kids to hear you if you're whispering to get all their attention when they're loud or yelling? Great question. You don't just stand there whispering, hoping that it'll it'll get quiet. (laughs) We usually start with some sort of attention getter. I like to use match me. So I would say match me, but then I would do something for them to match. I would touch my toes or stick out my tongue or raise both of my arms or stomp my feet. And then the kids will start doing whatever I'm doing. And then I would do it again, match me. And then I would do another movement. I usually start with big noticeable movements and then bring them down as I go because more kids are catching on. So the more kids you have paying attention to you, the less dramatic your movements have to be. And then as it gets quieter, I have the platform to step up and start talking. But instead of talking in a normal voice level, I start talking in a whisper. Why? Because it forces them to listen. I would give whole announcements, whole lessons in a whisper because everybody's got to stay calm and focus on what I'm saying. I had observers that would say my classroom feels like a spa. I would usually play calming music while my kids would be working independently. I think that's where the term spa came from. (laughs) But I'm telling you, this is because I used tactics like this whispering one a lot of the time and because it keeps the whole noise level down low. I'm not saying the kids can't talk and have fun. But I find that so many times the increasing volume is just a spiral that has no limit because two kids start to get loud. So other kids can't hear what they're doing. So they have to get louder and everyone just keeps getting louder and louder and louder. But if you can just bring it all back to a lower level, it's it's like a new starting point. And then it's just a good skill for kids to have to be able to regulate their own volume. For sure. And didn't you find that when you'd use the whispering, like in your lessons, how like intently, like engaged. Yeah, they're looking, and they're still. It, I mean, they are no getting wiggling. closer and closer. Yeah, they're very interested yeah, in what it's really like. So it's like a secret. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a secret. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. that's great. Okay. Okay. Go you want to hear number five? Yeah, tell us number five. Okay. Capes. Yes, capes. So... 
do you have kids who are super impatient? Kids who have uh, trouble sharing no matter what you've tried? Do you have kids who only think about themselves and have trouble empathizing or connecting with friends? Are there certain behaviors you'd like to improve on with your students but haven't found a fun way to make the behavior stick? Like, you, like using your own words instead of tattling? And are you looking for a way to motivate your kids to work hard? Here is the solution for you. What is it? Capes. Like we said, yes, capes. You can get them on Amazon pretty cheap, and capes are so much fun. Like, there's almost nothing more fun than getting to wear a cape for a child. I bought a few different sets of capes from Amazon, but then I went, I also went on to make my own capes with fabric and velcro like you've heard me talk about before I had about 25 of them and we would use them on the playground most of the time but I would also use them in my classroom yeah so there are multiple reasons why capes are so awesome first immediately when a child is wearing a cape they feel more proud and excited to do whatever we're doing second the way that the cape the way that the capes move around from kid to kid is that they get to pass them on so Say you're highlighting patience. You're going to find a kid who's being very patient and you're going to put the cape on them. But then from then on, they are the ones who are looking for kids who are patient to pass the cape on to. Or maybe you're looking for kids who are working hard. This is a perfect one to use during our work time. We would use it when our kids were working independently. I would want them to all be working hard. They are getting the cape put on them. And so they would wear it for a few minutes. And then after a few minutes, their job is to go look for someone else who's working hard. So before you know it, you have a whole classroom full of four and five-year-olds who are working as hard as they can to earn a cape. And it's just a great morning work time. I love that. And they're kind of like supporting each other since they're looking for They love it. They love passing the cape off. I love that. So this makes it so easy to highlight a certain behavior that you want to see more and then designate that as the cape behavior. And kids are already looking for that behavior, trying to do that behavior, and then they get to wear the cape when they're doing it. If you haven't ever tried using capes in your classroom, I certainly recommend that you try it. I think that you're going to love the way that you see your kids' faces light up as they get to earn the privilege to wear the cape. And it doesn't have to be some huge distraction. You can teach them to put it on their peers very carefully. And then they can practice gently doing, you know, the Velcro and going to find their friend and putting it around their neck in a way that doesn't hurt anyone, but feels good for everybody involved. Even the kids getting the cape, even the kids giving the cape away have a huge smile on their face. Okay, so we're on to number six. This is very exciting. Um, Yes. So number six is slapsticks. Okay, so I was a little hesitant to share this one because I shared this a few years ago as like my third Instagram post ever and people were ridiculous. (laughs) What I did was I, I bought some of those slap bracelets that you slap onto a person's wrist and the kids love these. So I thought of the idea of using the slap bracelets to give as a warning for volume level during center time. So what I did was I put a little piece of clip art onto each of the bracelets that just had a little face doing a shh signal. And because kids getting too loud during center time is something very real that happens a lot at the beginning of the year. I mean, we spend like months trying to get over that hump of like, it's too loud. Yes. yes. So maybe you turn off the lights to get everyone's attention. But it seems to be one of those things where kids volume 
it just goes back up no matter what. So this is a fun way for me to enforce the volume limit in a positive way that the kids seriously had so much fun with. So maybe two boys are playing in the block center and it will get a little too loud, okay? So you can keep reminding them, lower your voices, lower your voices. Or you can use this memorable tactic to teach this lesson. So I would walk over to them with my slap bracelets in my apron and I would hold out my hand and they would put their hand in my hand. We would all have the biggest smiles on our face and I would slap the bracelet onto their wrist. Okay. It doesn't hurt. There's no <laughs> physical torture. Yeah. And it's not I mean, scary. It's not like, come over here. Let me get this bracelet. No, it's on. They laugh. Yeah. They laugh. I put my hand out. They put their hand in it and we're like giggling as I do the little bracelet on their wrist. So, I mean, they would laugh, they would light up, their face would light up immediately. And I would say, hey, here's your warning. You know, now that you have this bracelet on your wrist and you see that little shh face, Mm -hmm. this will remind you to keep your volume down. And if you can't remember, or if I have to come back over again because your voices are too loud, then you'll have to clean up and pick a new center. It was a very real, very clear warning that they had right there on their wrist, on their hands. That they, you know, what that's what they were using to play with, their hands. And that little shh face would be right looking at them. And it would help them to remember to keep quiet so that they didn't have to go pick a different center. Usually the only problem I had was that they didn't want to give them back later on because they loved the bracelets so much. <laughs> it, but it absolutely helped keep the volume under control in my classroom. There was a very small number of times that I would have to go over and say, Oh, you're very, you know, you're very loud again and you're already wearing a shh bracelet. So now it's time to clean up. And they wouldn't argue because they already had the clear warning on their hand. It was just a simple system that worked because the purpose was very clear and it was fun. Yeah. I always felt weird disciplining kids for being loud too. So like this is like a really not. Yeah. It's just a reminder. We just need everybody in here to be on board with this system. I love Yeah, this because idea. it does suck to go over and say, You're too loud again. Clean up. Yeah, that's and right. I always go, Oh I know. And then it, it then it just trickles into other behaviors that you don't want. So Exactly. Yeah. So I love that idea. Uh I never tried it in my classroom. Did you do it when we were co teaching? No, I actually started this at my next school. I don't know when these random ideas pop in my head, but <laughs> it just came and, to me and I uh, I love it because I wish I had that in my toolbox back then. Did you ever find kids wanting to get the, like, um, the slapstick bracelet? Like, I can see my kids being loud on purpose to get to wear the bracelet. <laughs> well, I mean, you know that they, they would never get loud just to get the bracelet because they weren't going to get the bracelet if they were just loud, you know? Like, okay, yeah. I'm like, guys, I'm glad you like the bracelets, but we use them for a specific purpose. Like, you don't want this, you know? Yeah. It just, they liked it, but no, they weren't trying to be loud because they would not get a bracelet for that. <laughs> this actually gives me a good idea because in our house, we're working on waiting and being quiet when I'm on the phone. So I'm not usually on the phone because I hate talking on the phone. But when I am, it's usually a pretty important call, like doctor, school, or our vet. We're on the phone with the vet a lot, <laughs> uh, our dogs. Uh, so I think I'm going to make one with a little sh- face and use it during phone calls. It's like an easy way to remind yes. them, I can't talk to you right now, and you need to lower your voice without me having to verbally tell them. Yeah, I slap it. it on their wrist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I'm always like doing the sh- yeah, face you yeah. know quietly because i can't be like be quiet i'm on the phone yeah yep. so this would be perfect oh yep okay so i remember when i first posted this 
Most people responded well, but some people were just ridiculous. Like, so you're saying I, you want me to slap my kids? Oh, and I God. was just like, I don't even know what to say to you right <laughs> now. And now I just block people like that. That's I'm good. sorry that you don't have something better to do with your day. I wish you well, but I ain't got time for this. No, ain't nobody got time for that. Bre- <laughs> <laughs> Brene Brown's Netflix special, Call to Courage, changed my way of thinking on this. And I'm going to say it because... I think some listeners might gain something from hearing this too. She said, if you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked on occasion because you're being brave, I am not interested in or open to your feedback about my work, period. Yes. She goes on to say, there are millions of cheap seats in the world today filled with people who will never once step foot in that arena. They will never once put themselves out there, but they will make a full-time job to hurl criticism and judgment and really hateful things towards us. And you have got to get out of the habit of grabbing it and taking it to our hearts. Don't let it near your heart. Don't stomp it. Don't trip over it. Just step over it and keep going. Don't take criticism and feedback from people who are not being brave with their lives. It will crush you. It gives me goosebumps still. Yeah. I know it's a little dramatic to take that from a few people commenting negatively on a post, But those people are everywhere. Sometimes they do little jabs. Sometimes they do big jabs. I just love her thoughts on this. Don't let it go to your heart. Keep going. I've developed a pretty thick skin as I've moved along this journey of changing career paths and moving from a teacher to now supporting teachers and being very vulnerable here on this podcast. (laughs) But I hope that this helps somebody with something they've been carrying or maybe it will help you not to trip on somebody's words next time, but instead you'll be able to just keep walking. I love that so much. And oh my, sometimes people just have too much time on their hands. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. So back to the slap bracelets. This is a fun way to enforce limits while you both have a smile on your face. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Yes. Well, did you get them on Amazon or? Yes. I'll put a link in the show notes. I still found the same ones that I ordered a few years ago. So perfect. I'll get you mine. Yeah. Okay, we have a new sponsor that we'd like to tell you guys about. It's a company called Amped Up Learning. They're owned and operated by classroom teachers, which we love. As you know, we're here to support teachers. This great company has fun teacher-designed and printed shirts that don't break the bank, and they have tons of documents and printable activities that gamify learning. How awesome is that? We all know kids retain so much more information when the lessons are fun. They have created a coupon code just for our listeners to give you 10% off your entire order. The code is tried and true 10. Again, that's tried and true and the number 10. It will give you 10% off, which makes it easy to remember. Tried and true 10. So make sure to check them out. Use our coupon code and they do giveaways every month on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Find them at Amped Up Learning. I will attach a link to their Facebook page in the show notes. Okay, so our last and final one. Lane, are you ready for this? Uh-huh, I'm ready. Okay, number seven is using the phrases uh-oh or oops. You're like, Le- what a letdown. I know. No, <laughs> no, this is a good one. Yeah, this one, you better, do, you better do, believe pay it. Attention. Okay, right. sometimes you need to address negative behaviors. It's just a part of the reality of being the adult in the room. Kids look on kids look to you to hold them accountable and keep the peace in the room. But there's a fine line here. 
You don't want to bring too much attention to the negative behavior, but you can't just carry on through your day acting like no one ever needs redirection. Kids want limits. They are trying things, but they want to know that when they or another student acts out, that the adults in the room are going to do something to keep the peace. That's where this strategy comes in. Oh, yes. Oh, the uh-oh. It is my favorite. Or I actually have changed it to, oh, bummer. Bummer. <laughs> That's right. Bummer, man. So kids this start is, using that, too. You oh, yeah. Mike, oh, bummer. you should see the way my kids look at me when they hear, oh, bummer. It's like, oh, she means business. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a love and logic tool that I use daily. Uh, I also used it daily in my classroom. In fact, didn't Love and Logic like use a little uh-oh song? Yeah. So the uh-oh song is a Love and Logic strategy to start using with children as young as toddlers. And then I prefer to adjust it slightly for the older students by transitioning to a new phrase. I just say, oops. And it's enough to make kids stop, think, and adjust what they're doing without taking much time or putting too much attention on any one negative behavior. Similar to the magic sprays, it's like a switch up that gives them a cue without shaming or pointing them out. Because when you say oops, you don't have to stare down one student. You can be throwing out oops when you're sitting there getting ready for a whole group lesson. And they don't know which kid you're specifically talking to. So all they do, as soon as they hear it, all of them are going to react to you. If they're doing something they're not supposed to be doing, they're going to fix it. So it's usually a quick glance at an oops, and then it'll just jumpstart a kid back to make a good choice. And I say it like that because there's something about the way you say it. Oops. That just incites action. Mm -hmm. It's just like a perfect cue to signal, hey, you got to change that up. And then it can be followed by a quick thank you because they they fixed it and we're moving on. Yeah. That preemptive thank you is important. And uh, having the, the empathy. Like when I say bummer, like you really want to express like, oh, man oh let's make you that other be genuine or else that's it's like right. a sarcasm you go that's oh. right yeah and you know what like this it'll backfire but if that's you're sincere, right you go because in your heart or you know you really are hoping they make the good choice right totally. and you're so totally. yeah so you're doing that preemptive preemptive thank you and the genuine empathy and hoping for the positive outcome. right yeah right they know uh-oh like this is on me now. I can fix this and make it better or something else will happen, you know? Right. Without any other words being said. Right. So it's so easy. It's so good too. And the oops, it's just a quick oops, oops, oops. And they're just like kids yep. are fixing it right away. We're just putting out those and, fires and all over the place. Yes. And it's so true. A whole group and you say, oh, bummer. And they all, oh, they all go, is it me? Well, is they, it me? they check their behavior. I'm like, oh, wait. put my where it's supposed to be too. Or I'm That's gonna, right. Yeah, put my marker where it's supposed to be too. That's right. Totally. We are about to read a review from a preschool teacher who took the advice that we gave in episode four and started using our star charts in our classroom. And the message that she sent us has made our year. Lane, let's read it. Yes, it made us so happy. So um, it says, my preschoolers are officially superstars. Today was day three. We have a group meeting in the morning where I have been laying the foundation and explaining the expectations. During that time, I start noticing right away, wow, superstar, you're sitting on your bottom, hands in your lap, and your ears are listening. 
your star is going up. Let me tell you, in my 20 plus years of teaching, this is the toughest crew I have ever experienced, but we are superstars. I am a believer. The children have been so engaged at group and throughout the day. This semester, I have been disheartened with my efforts in vain. All the money, time, and love I put into lessons only to have children who flip chairs, hit, scratch me, demanding yelling at me while I try to teach and learn. The past couple of days, I have lost my what is going to kick my ass today attitude. And today I woke up saying, I have a plan for my superstars. Thank you for your ideas and support. You are changing lives can't even explain how great of a compliment that is and then I went on to talk to her a little more and she said I think it's really important to share with teachers that the struggle is real so many of us can't go public with the hard times mostly because of privacy issues but that sets up people to think that they are struggling because they are bad at teaching and one of my favorite things about your podcast is that you are real you give teachers grace and you don't just talk about the Instagram worthy pretty stuff oh and I love that too I mean the best thing I could ever hear or imagine gosh and how many times, I mean, a day or, you know, a week did you think you're a bad teacher? Every teacher thinks that every now and again. Totally. So totally. Gosh. We are all there. We are all in the same place. And it is I mean, it's too. just like, yeah, a mom too. Like some days you are awesome. Some days you're like, that was, that was a fail. That was yeah. a big fail. <laughs> but, the, but we're the, all in the same boat. But you know, also what makes her a really phenomenal teacher she keeps trying and she's listening to it and she's learning new things and willing to try them. That is our people right there. Heck yeah. That made me so excited. Me okay. too. God. Okay. This is going to so. be a great episode. She said she, she checks for new episodes every day. <laughs> oh, I love it. I cannot it. wait to release this. I'm going to work all night to release this for her tomorrow. Okay. We love you. And thank you for giving it a try and for listening. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yay. Go team. All right. Okay, so we hope that these ideas have been helpful for you guys. If you have questions, we love hearing from you. Reach out to us on Instagram. As always, we have room for you in the pre-K teacher family. There's room for all of you. If you've been thinking about joining but aren't totally sure, I would love to talk to you. I have been getting to know teachers all over the place And even though we might feel so different, the more I talk with them, the more I realize we are the same. We are experiencing the same problems and we have solutions that have worked for lots of other teachers and they're going to work for you too. Visit my website to learn more about the pre-K teacher family, triedandtrueteacher.com. And there's a tab that says join the pre-K teacher family and you can find tons of information there. I also want to let everyone know that I have a Teachers Pay Teachers store where I have some of the documents I've created, not all of them because it takes a lot of time to make cover pages and previews and everything, but you can purchase some of the documents I've created there, but there are a lot that are exclusive to the pre-K teacher family. So you can visit my TPT store and get an idea of my resources. Um, I'll put a link to the store in the show notes, but to get access to everything, you have to join the pre-K teacher family and we can't wait for you to do it. As always, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.